0: Hello and welcome to the Monroe Method Clancast. I am Jason Monroe, and this is episode 28. Now, today we are going to be talking about one of my specialist subjects and perhaps many of your specialist subjects. Takeaways. How fucking amazing is a takeaway? Now it's not just the food, is it? It's the whole thing deal. Like we put takeaways on a pedestal. Takeaways are fun. Takeaways are exciting. It is not just that the food you are going to order is almost certainly going to taste great. It's everything attached to it. It is a break from the norm. There is no cooking involved. It's exciting to look at a menu. It's exciting to place an order. It's exciting to wait for it coming or go pick it up. Um, when it does come or when we do bring it home, We might even be able to eat it straight out of the box or the container or the paper or wrapper or whatever it is. We don't even need to dirty a plate so there's no dishes to do. And if you're super, super lucky, you don't even need to use cutlery. If it's, I don't know, something from the chip shop or uh, pizza, for example. Something you can just get your greasy fingers into. Takeaways are brilliant, tremendous. Part of the reason I was 14 stone. Once upon a time was because of takeaways. I Here's some background before we dive into this, right? So I come from a family of three, eldest of three, brother and a sister. Um Used to have a big brother, but he died before I was born and wasn't fortunate enough to meet him. So I was the eldest of three and meal times to me when I was younger were an, an unwanted disruption now I enjoyed eating and I there wasn't much that I didn't like, I mean I wasn't keen on vegetables what kids are but we didn't have a lot of money growing up and it was very much a like do not waste food, food waste you know the solution to food waste is to eat it, food does not go in the bin plates get cleared but because I was such an outdoors kid had lots of Friends like next door neighbours and stuff. I wanted to be outside, playing, having fun, all the rest of it. And it was one of those situations where, you know, my mum would go out to the back garden, Jason, dinner, and I would be within earshot. So run home and it would be like, eat as quick as you can so you can get back out playing again. But during that time, I also discovered that if I ate quick enough, I could also clear my plate. And so began my clearing plate and eating very quickly because I knew the the faster I ate, the more I could fit in. Um, and I also developed this, this trick where I would, back then when I was a kid, like I didn't really think of it as a technique. I used to call it saving the best for last. But now when I look back on it, that's what it was. It was the saving the best for last technique. So let's say, for example, I was eating a cheeseburger, chips and beans. I would eat them in reverse order, right? So beans and chips, are quite liked the same. Those two would get eaten first because the the thinking behind it, even at a very early age, was the hunger part You could eat anything when you're hungry, right? So let's say there was vegetables on the plate. Beans, I mean, beans are a vegetable technically, but we don't really count them, do we? Baked beans, I mean. Um, But let's just say I didn't really particularly like the vegetables, but I also had to clear my plate or I wouldn't be allowed to go away. So we would eat that first because when you're hungry, it's easier to eat things that you might not be particularly keen on. As that hunger starts to go away, as you start to feel full, The idea was that if I saved the best thing for last, the tastiest thing for last, how much I enjoyed eating that would carry me beyond the point of fullness. So I'd eat the chips, I'd eat the beans. I wouldn't be particularly hungry now. I'd be starting to feel pretty full, but a cheeseburger a fucking cheeseburger. So let's get stuck into this. And I was eating it quickly enough so I could get it all in. Now, as a... 10, 11, 12, 13 year old, that's absolutely fine, especially when you're an outdoors kid who runs around playing football all day, climbing trees, digging holes, which was something we did a lot, we we dug tunnels and bases underground and all kind of mad stuff. I used to roller skate, you know, I roller skated from where I lived to Wallace's Monument in Stirling, I couldn't tell you how many miles it is, but it took a whole day to get there and back on roller skates. I was a super active kid, so my eating habits as a child were kind of irrelevant, right? They weren't, I didn't have any weight problems uh, going through primary school, high school. Fast forward to adulthood, fast forward to late teens, early 20s, when you are now an adult living on your own, you have the ability to do whatever you want, whenever you want. You can have a takeaway every night of the week if you want. I remember very clearly in my late teens that munchie boxes became a thing. If you don't know what a munchie box is, um, it is, or it was back then. God, it used to be a fiver, a fiver. Back then, it was a pizza box with a layer of chips. Well, chips out in one half. Well, chips actually used to only take up a quarter of it. Now they get used as filler. But chips would take up a quarter of the box. Pakora would take up the other quarter and the other half would be Donner meat and there'd be salad and sauce in there. And it was honestly, it was like five quid or six quid for this 10 inch pizza box packed with all this stuff. And I used to smash them. And I, when I say smash them, I mean I used to sit and eat them by myself, on my own. A whole one to myself. Could easily have fed three people. I would eat a whole one of my own. And you know how I did it? Because I would use all my little tricks, I would eat very quickly, I'd eat all the chips first, I'd save the best things for last, and I would pretty much polish that thing off. So you can see how that becomes a very unhelpful behaviour later in life, and that's how uh, Jason version 1.0 or whatever Ended up at 14 stone and that's how I ended up going through the process that you're going through right now. You are listening to this podcast because you are trying to move forward and progress and change. I did all this stuff in relation to food and drink anyway. Six, seven, eight years ago I went through the same process. Um, and I had to work on my relationship with food and I had to work on my habits and my behaviours and the way that I thought about food and used food and The way I approached eating food, clearing every plate, eating very quickly. I had to work hard on all those things to change them and to resolve them so that they're not issues anymore. And not just that, they're also things that I don't pass on to my two sons. So anyway, that's my background. So I I had a love, a love, love relationship with takeaways in the past. Now there are now, when I when I when I, what I'm going to talk about is actually quite different to like how I approach things. Takeaways weren't a positive thing, or, a, or a, in fact, they were a positive thing. They weren't a negative thing. I didn't use them for any reason. There was no stress involved. There was no anything involved. It was quite simply, I am a grown man. I have money in my pocket. I can choose to go and order this thing from this place, and then eat it. But bringing it back to what we're going to talk about today, okay? This, this post that I did on Instagram um, a few weeks ago, it said, do this if you eat takeaways regularly and feel bad afterwards, okay? And I call this positive versus negative takeaways. So I, I came up with this thing recently when talking to one of my clients. Now, she was frequently ordering takeaways and not even enjoying them. Okay, ordering them, spending a fortune on them three, four, five times a week and not even enjoying them because she was enjoying them at the time, she enjoyed the taste, she enjoyed them for as long as she was chewing them and tasting them but once it was done, she felt awful and this is because she was using them in a negative way. So negative takeaways. These are the ones that we order to cope with or respond to a negative situation, okay? I've had a stressful day at work. I can't be bothered cooking. The kids are driving me nuts. I'm tired. I'm knackered. I, whatever. You are using them in response to something negative that has happened that day. Now remember, you won't always feel like this. You might order something because you've, because... I don't know, something's went wrong. You don't have anything to make a meal. It's not always a negative thing, but if you are using it to cope with a negative thing. So there's a slight variation here. So yeah, it might be quite late to cook. Maybe it's going to take you 30, 40 minutes to cook something. Maybe you can go grab a takeaway within 20 minutes and that's fine, right? It's not always negative. However, it's when we start using negative situations as justification for ordering a takeaway, right? You should be able to order a takeaway no matter what, right? A stressful day shouldn't come into it. Uh, The kids driving you nuts shouldn't come into it. Having a bad day at work shouldn't come into it, right? It's not, I'm going to order a takeaway because this bad thing happened. And this is why we have, like this client, these, experiences where we order it, we eat it and then we feel like shit afterwards because it's not done in a positive way. What would a positive way be? So a positive approach would be ones where we plan for it and order it with intent. So I'm recording this on a Wednesday. Here's how like a week for me typically goes. We get gusto and it comes on a Sunday. If it comes early enough on a Sunday we will and it's four meals we will have it Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday or if it comes quite late on a Sunday we'll have it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. On one of those three kind of spare days in the absence of gusto, we will probably have one takeaway. Now, that in itself is a positive thing because it's just something that we do. It's planned for. It's intentional. It's already thought out and planned for well in advance. We are not responding to a negative situation by saying, okay, let's, let's, this has happened, so let's do this. It's on Thursday or on Friday, let's have a Chinese, cool. Plan for, intentional, part of your plan, a positive takeaway. So the real difference here is, ordering a takeaway to cope with a negative situation is more likely to lead to an overall negative experience. You might enjoy the meal, But you're less likely to enjoy how you feel afterwards and perhaps even regret not cooking what you'd planned to. You might experience guilt for a number of reasons. Maybe it's because you didn't stick to your plan. Maybe it's because you've wasted the food that you didn't cook. Maybe you're regretting the financial impact on the cost of the takeaway plus the food that you didn't cook. You might experience food guilt too because you hold beliefs around takeaway food being bad or unhealthy or junk or any of these negative terms but that's a topic for another day on our relationship with food. And then, and then, it doesn't stop there for many people because, and this kind of touches on our relationship with food, think of it this way, if you are someone that, if you've already used the takeaway to respond to a negative situation, then you are someone that uses food to cope with some form of negativity, right, so think about the, the situation, the potential situation that you have just placed yourself in, it's almost like a repeat behaviour, so the negative thing has happened, you have decided that the best thing you can do because this negative thing has happened is order a takeaway, right? So negative situation responded to negativity with food. Now you've created the exact same thing because now you are in another negative situation because you feel bad or you feel guilty about the takeaway you've just had. Now history is going to repeat itself. You are in another negative situation. What did you just do the last time to respond to a negative situation? What are you going to do this time to respond to it? And this is where this this isn't so much a response to the situation, it's a response to the negative emotion that you're now feeling. So when when people overeat, let's imagine someone is having a bad day, they feel stressed and they decide, I am going to have a biscuit now this is eating beyond hunger, this is using food, using food to respond to how they feel. So they have that first biscuit. Now they've had the biscuit, they feel terrible, they shouldn't have had it, um, You know, all that negative stuff comes in, I'm not allowed to have this, I shouldn't be having this, I shouldn't be doing this, blah, blah, blah. All the negative talk, you then feel guilty, you might feel ashamed, you might regret it. Now this is where the next part kicks in because If you then have a second biscuit and a third biscuit and a fourth biscuit, the second, third and fourth are separate to the first. Because, again, like this, right? You had the negative situation and you used the first biscuit to respond to the negative situation. Now, that's done. That's done and dusty. That's gone. You're now presented with a new situation where... The first biscuit has led to you feeling bad again. So another negative feeling, another negative situation. And you are now using the third, fourth and fifth biscuits not to respond, it's not to respond to the initial behavior that started this. It's to respond to how you feel about using that first biscuit to respond to how you felt. So the point there is we never react to to our choices. We never react to things we do. You didn't eat another three biscuits because you ate one biscuit, you ate the other three biscuits because of how you felt about eating the first biscuit, all right? So we are always responding to our thoughts, our feelings, our beliefs, our emotions around our actions, not the action itself. If eating three biscuits was, was the default response to eating one, that's what everyone would do right that's everybody in the world would do the same thing because everyone doesn't do it we know that it's down to the individual and because it's down to the individual it's down to the thoughts their thought processes what their brain says about the thing that they've done so bringing this back to the takeaway you may experience that guilt for the reasons i mentioned and then because you've created the same situation you've you've had the negative situation you responded to it with a takeaway You now have this new negative situation where you feel guilty about the takeaway and now comes the guilt response. So do you force yourself to eat the whole meal even though you're full because you don't want to waste takeaway leftovers? Do you have it again for breakfast? Do you then continue to eat other foods after the takeaway to now cope with how the takeaway experience has left you feeling? Do you move from the takeaway onto something else, to chocolate, to sweets, to crisps, whatever it is—the biscuits, the typical foods that people generally reach for. So you can see how how that cycle goes, and th- this is, this is why people get 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 lost in this idea that oh once I start I just can't stop, and it it's part of that is that they see it all as one single thing. I know that when I get started, I just can't stop. And the reality is that it's it's not, it's not that once you stop, once you start, you can't get stopped. It's just that you don't know what's going on. You think it's all one and the same. And people don't break it down to its base level. If you use food to respond to negativity, if that's a takeaway responding to a hard day, fine. That would be the translation of that. But if you use food to respond to negative situations and you feel bad about that behavior, every time you do that, you create a new negative situation to respond to. So when it comes to takeaways, like how how do we solve this? How can we enjoy a takeaway without it leading to all that shitty stuff we don't want it to lead to? What's the solution? on paper like i know these sound completely simplistic when they come from someone's mouth or you see it written down the application of it however is very different and that's why i work very hard on these things with the people that we work in, work with inside the one to one group the solution is to change the way you approach takeaways okay instead of order ordering them ordering them reactively so reacting to whatever a negative situation, we order them proactively. Now, we only do it reactively from a positive place, okay? Not when we're using them to cope with something, when it is genuinely too late to cook, when there is genuinely nothing in the fridge to eat. You know, when there is a a real reason for it, do you know what, let's just get a takeaway because cooking a meal, putting a meal together, whatever it is, is going to be unrealistic. So you can be reactive in a positive way but you can be reactive as in I've had a tough day, etc. So change the way that you approach takeaways. Order them proactively. Make them a part of your plan for the week instead of a reaction to something that happens. And you will have a much more positive food experience. I put a post up in the in the, the Clan Monroe group this morning, and it's about this similar topic, hence, bringing it to mind and recording a podcast on it. But I've not spoken about takeaways there. I've just spoken about spoken about eating in general, and it's the difference between a positive food experience and a negative food experience. So a positive food experience is intentional, planned for, enjoyable, part of your day used for the right reasons. A negative food experience is when we use food as a cure-all, as in tired, eat, stressed, eat, bored, lonely, travelling in the car, whatever, eat. We we try, we try to take, it's like, I think I said, oh God, I've said it recently, I can't remember if it was a podcast episode or the live chat that I did last night, but... When we take food and try to use it to fix things that it can't fix, it's like trying to hammer a square peg through a round hole. It does not matter how hard or how long you hammer that square peg. It will not fit through the circle hole. This is part of the reason that people... Overeat in in large quantities because it's okay. This is what I'm feeling. I'm someone actually commented in the post and said I, I had an eat I had an occasion like this last night. I was exhausted and I went and I ate. Now if I if I told you I was tired, what would you tell me to do? What would you ask me? Are you getting enough sleep? Why don't you get an early night? Why don't you go for a nap? It's obvious, disgustingly obvious. If you are tired, go and get more sleep, right? But when we apply that to ourselves, we don't think about getting more sleep. We don't think about going to bed early. We don't think about taking ourselves for a nap. Instead, we take ourselves to the kitchen and we open a cupboard and we take stuff out and we start to eat. God, I am exhausted. I am going to go to, you know, if it was a game show, what's the correct answer? The kitchen. No, that's the wrong fucking answer. Bed. You're going to go to bed. And this this is what a lot of the issues are when it comes to food. And it comes back to that other episode. I can't remember which one it was. And I don't want to click and tap on my keyboard to bring it up. But the one where I spoke about eating food and using food. Where we try to use food to fix things that it can't fix. Chocolate will not make you any less tired. Like, a, a big bar of dairy milk is not the equivalent of an extra two hours sleep. If you are tired, you need to go to bed. If you are tired, you need to improve your sleep quality. If you are tired, you need to remove the TV from your bedroom or you need to leave your phone in a different room and stop scrolling past midnight or scrolling as soon as you get up. There There are countless different things to be done. I think this is one of the reasons that people don't want to get a coach or don't want to do coaching. Like they think to themselves, what is someone going to tell me that I haven't already thought of myself? And well, if you are someone that's using chocolate instead of going to your bed, then you need someone to step in and tell you that because you're not doing it. So... That ties in with that part that I said, we use food as a cure-all. And again, that, that drives the behavior because with with the square peg and the round hole thing, you can hit it and hit it and hit it, it will not go through. And you can eat and eat and eat, but you will not be any happier, you will not be any less stressed, you will not be any less tired, you will not be any less bored. By the time you stop eating and realize this isn't working, it's, it's too late, it's done. And now you feel fucking terrible because you've just you've just used it. It's like, God, I just threw all that effort at that thing and it didn't solve what I wanted it to solve. And it doesn't matter that it's food. It could have been anything. And you get annoyed that you spent all that time and all that effort on that solution and it didn't solve the problem. It just so happens that it's attached to your health. It's attached to your weight. It's attached to thousands of calories. It's going to leave you feeling physically crappy because you've overconsumed but it's also gonna leave you feeling mentally crappy at what you've just done and not being any farther forward with the problem you were trying to solve. So that's a negative food experience. Used as a cure-all, we try to use food to fix everything. It's unintentional a lot of the time. So we didn't do it with intention, we didn't plan for it, We just it just happened, it was a reaction to something. It was an addition to your day as opposed to being a part of it, which is part of it not being planned for. It doesn't help you fix the thing you're trying to use it for and you're using it for the wrong reasons. So you are using food to try and make it do something for you that it can't do. You want it to make you happy, less stressed, less lonely, less bored, less tired, whatever it is, and it doesn't work. Because that's not what food is for, is it? And we all know that and it doesn't stop us from trying. But again, that's this is where getting help with these things comes into play. And it's basically what I spend the vast majority of my time doing when working with all the wonderful people I am very privileged to work with inside the one-to-one group. So, we'll wrap it up there. Positive takeaways and negative takeaways. Positive takeaways are ones that we order with intention. That we plan for. That we have and eat and order and enjoy for positive reasons. We use them proactively. Not reactively. We don't use them to cope with a negative situation. So keeping this in mind taking it with you in the future. This could be the difference between between you enjoying your next Chinese, eating until you're satisfied and not stuffed, not following up with any additional eating behaviors because you don't feel bad about the, the food that you've just eaten. I've done it in the past. I've come home from a terrible day at work. I've texted my wife, well, she wasn't my wife back then, but I've texted my wife and said, fuck it, let's get a Chinese. And I've, that fuck it thing, You know, I've done that at three o'clock in the afternoon on a Wednesday because of something that's happened at work. God, it sounds so, I've never thought about this, but it sounds so stupid now when you think, you know, I text my wife at three o'clock, three o'clock in the afternoon and just says, fuck it, let's get a takeaway. Now that has absolutely been because something has happened. I have translated that into a food decision and said, this is what's happening. And then you go home You eat the Chinese and after it you're like, I didn't even need that, didn't even enjoy that, shouldn't have had that, I should have just made what I was gonna make. But we live and learn, we live and learn. And sometimes we become nutritionists and we learn these things better than most people and then we go on and try and help other people with it. And I hope this has been helpful, I hope it's helped you, as ever. If you are listening to this and you're enjoying this and you found it helpful, And this is actually where I can't say the word takeaways. Like, take a screenshot, post it on Instagram. Tell me what your takeaways were. Not the takeaways this time, the actual takeaways from the podcast. Tag me. I love to see them. I love to share them. Um, And yeah, see you again next time.